Alrighty, just testing the audio here. Digging around for a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Fresh out of the fridge. Mmm, lovely. I tried to get Ruben to join us on the podcast, but uh, yep, new he's fish. a little sleepy. Yeah, he's also not the most talkative guest. <laughs> so, unlike our neighbor's dog. Uh, Reuben is not a talkative pet. He's not, which you appreciate. I you, do. You, you like him being a silent pet. I, I do appreciate how quiet he is. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Chronically Olympus, the podcast in which my co-host and I discuss the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, chapter by chapter, and today we are discussing book two, The Sea of Monsters, chapter four, Tyson Plays with Fire. Again. I know, right? <laughs> um, I am just a camper named Jackson. Uh, also known as Kristen, and this is my co-host... Uh, I'm Clarice. I knew you were going to do Clarice. I knew, because for those of you who are not caught up, my co-host here, Chris, uh, also has the name Chris. Yeah. Clarice here uh, always r- does the introduction at the beginning as the character that he does the rewrite by later. Yes. And I knew when I got to the end of this chapter, I was like, Chris did Clarice for the rewrite. I need to do something else. Yeah, I, uh... Well, there's not a lot of options in this one. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty short. There's not a lot of side characters, so. Yeah. Except Jackson. And the tree. Yep. Anyway. And the three old ladies who drop them off in the taxi and run away. Don't even wait for their money. Rude. So many side characters. Are you serious? <laughs> well, you have to do Clarice. Getting back into the swing of this, we haven't recorded this in a uh, minute. We apologize for that. Yeah, we had um, Chris's birthday. Mm-hmm. We had a hurricane hit us here in California. And, and an earthquake. we also were uh, right in the middle of that earthquake that hit. So we had a wonderful time with the hurricane. Yeah. Um, lost our TV. Uh, had some aquarium water spill out all over the carpet in this studio room yep so that was fun (laughs) um and yeah just generally a little overwhelmed with life and all of those uh things that happened so not sorry for taking some time to uh take care of us but sorry for those of you who are waiting for an episode we are also house sitting for a week and we were house sitting for a week and that little doggo (laughs) is a wonderful wonderful friend and not conducive to any kind of uh let's go home and record for an hour amount of time not really no yeah she's she's kind of needy yeah she's a little she's sweet Uh she's so sweet though i love her all right shall we jump in yeah absolutely i'm sorry hi what are we doing (laughs) So how do we start this podcast, Chris? That's what I just said. What do we do? We start with some banter. Yep. Done. Uh, we apologize. And then we... Uh, and then we do our summaries. Yeah. 
So uh, as Chris and I are reading through the chapter, we each make a bullet point summary of the chapter just to kind of refresh everybody on what happened and get our talking points. So, Chris, do you want to go ahead and read your bullet points uh, first or second? Yours look much shorter than mine. Uh, yeah, I have a very short list this time. I mean, I, I don't want to say very short. I, I did about six. I usually do about ten. Uh, but it is an extremely short chapter. Um, so here are mine as follows. Oh, this is some real bull. <laughs> I smell a redemption arc. Deus Ex Tyson? OMG, Tyson's a Cyclops. We're so surprised. <laughs> Not Argus. And even the gods aren't immune to pollution. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Cool. My summary is as follows. The camp is under attack from bronze firebulls. Clarice is leading the fight. The bulls make it past the tree. Annabeth calls Tyson to save Percy. Annabeth grants Tyson permission to enter camp. And he saves Percy. Tyson is a Cyclops. Clarice is mad. Chiron and Argus are gone. Who's Tantalus? Thalia's tree is dying. Poisoned? Sure. Uh, so since you more recently read this chapter, would you like to lead our discussion? Uh, no, that's not my job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can try to get you started and let you run away with it. That's, uh, that's, that's usually how this goes because sure. I, uh, I, I think that you, uh, steer that ship a little better usually. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Appreciate your vote of confidence. Yeah, you, you do a really good job of keeping us on track with the actual, like, text. Yeah. So we ended the last chapter with the old ladies pulling up in front of the camp, uh-huh. and something's happening. Yeah, they're under attack. So we ended the last chapter with, at the crest of the hill was a group of campers, and they were under attack. So we didn't know going into this what they were being attacked by, and Annabeth is just jumping out of the taxi and running. And I, we even commented, like, at some point, are, are they going to pay the taxi driver at some point? Because yeah. those ladies were, uh, you know... Agreed to take them for more money. That uh, that might be a plot point that comes back later. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um. But you and I also commented on the fact that groups of three old ladies or groups of three ladies keep uh, showing up, That's and a we have Percy right at the beginning of this chapter. But even Percy agrees that these groups of three ladies are are uh, a little bit creepy or getting getting a little bit out of hand. And this is the uh, opening sentence. Mythologically speaking, if there's anything I hate worse than trios of old ladies, it's bulls. And that's the intro sentence, which I just really liked that Percy is even acknowledging stuff that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. So. Um, so I want to talk about, uh, and this, I, I wrote the line of, this is some real bull kind of to be funny, but also I am not necessarily annoyed by this. Uh, but I do think thus far in the book, it's kind of cheap that we've done basically beat by beat a recreation of the opening of book one, and we're doing the same thing over again. Like, we've changed the setting a bit, but basically, like, 
have Percy starting out at home, like he's finishing his last day at school, trying to finish out school. Yeah, he, he goes. Say, he goes to school. Well, and the first book wasn't that late into the school year. The first book was was yeah before the the solstice stuff, or or right after the solstice stuff. So in January. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have him getting confronted by a monster while at school, being protected by somebody that he didn't know was mythological in some way. Yeah. Uh, we have an encounter of three mysterious old ladies. We have an encounter with three mysterious old ladies, and then we get to Half-Blood Hill, and there's bulls. Well, yeah. This is, like, almost note for note, the yeah. opening of book one. And so I I don't want to accuse Rick of being lazy here, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you go like we did, right from reading book one into this, it's just like, okay, yeah, we've read this before. Yeah, it so. does feel a little bit like that. <laughs> so... Hopefully we go somewhere more interesting in the next two chapters, but, uh, spoiler alert, chapter five is, uh, Percy gets a new cabin mate, so he goes we're, back to the cabin and somebody, the cabins, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. just saying. Um, anyway, so they're fighting two bulls, um, there's a group on top of the hill of various students that appears to be led by Clarice. Yep. Hey, look, she's back. She's a thing. Um, we do a little refresh of who Clarice is, daughter of Ares, we fought, had a disagreement, she wasn't the big bad, though. She didn't have a scene where she was just like, I'm the lightning thief. Yeah, nope, none of that <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but she's in trouble, and... And she calls out for border patrol. Yeah. And was this is... Thing? This is the first Percy's ever heard of that. Yeah. Because they've never needed a patrol on the border because they have this protective magical barrier, which <gasps> the bulls are stomping all over and getting through. Yeah. And they shouldn't be able to. Really not so effective anymore, is it? Yeah. Uh, and Percy immediately, like, uncaps his sword. Hey, Riptide comes out for the first time. Yep. Because he left it in his pants in the previous battle. So he actually has his sword this time. Got it out. Uh do 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 uh he tells tyson to stay back annabeth is just like what are you doing like we need him in this fight yeah percy's just like no gotta protect him he's immortal yeah obviously he's immortal he can't uh and annabeth doesn't just call him out right there and be like he is not a mortal yeah like she starts talking about sunscreen yeah <laughs> i had a jar of tropical coconut scent uh meh Medea's sunscreen FPS 50,000. Yeah. We need that. And I, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> hi, we're talking about uh, Tyson here. Like, why are you changing the subject? And why are you not just, like, confronting it now? Yeah. It's like Annabeth becoming, like, a MacGyver-esque character that just always has some sort of gadget or magical thing that's just the right thing for the situation. I mean, I feel like that's the opposite of what she is. I feel uh -huh. like she is the one who knows exactly what they need and never has what they need. Yeah. That's the uh, the difference between wisdom and intelligence, is yeah. that... <laughs> we, could, we could really use some sunscreen right now. Dang, I had some at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, even had the coconut scent version. <laughs> As, as many sunscreens are. Uh, and then we uh, describe a battle, which I don't think we need to go deep into. Like, it's a battle scene. I'm just reading through it to see if there's anything really interesting that, like, 
I miss. They do a phalanx uh, position at some point where they there's lock a, their shields together. There's a bunch of times where, because she's got like ten fighters, uh huh, and she gets six of them into the phalanx position. But like before that, we describe uh, the plumage on the helmets of some of them getting lit on fire by these fire-breathing bulls. Yeah, and. Some of them just running around in circles, waving their hands because their helmet's on fire. Yeah. just doesn't seem like uh, they're really battle-hardened here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, they're not. But uh, this is also before the end of the school year, which yeah. means that these are the people who stay through the school year, and that's it. Yeah. Like, and Percy and Annabeth should have been two of those people. Yeah. And they should have been on the board patrol. Maybe the bulls wouldn't have gotten through. Well, I'm I'm saying it's not like Clarice has the cream of the crop to pick from for her border patrol. It is just the people who stayed. Yeah. Over the over the school year. Yeah. Um. So Percy's in the fight. It's not going well for anybody. Annabeth yells out for Tyson to go in and help him. Well, yeah, because Percy gets uh he, he trips on a tree branch or a, a a root naturally and twists his ankle, maybe breaks it. Yeah. Too bad there's no running water nearby for him to just step into and heal. Yeah. Would be helpful. Uh, but Percy, yeah, it uh, would also be really helpful if he could, like, bring some water to this firefight. There was a firefight! Yeah. I feel like the next item that Percy needs in his repertoire is just, like, a camelback. Yeah, or just <laughs> even, like, a pocket flask. <laughs> Something. A vasaflasha. He's... He just walks into every fight strapped down with water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just in the next time Tyson shows up as Percy is about to get uh, engulfed in a firestorm, stands in the way, and blocks this entirely. Uh, because he is SPF 50,000. <laughs> he's totally fine. Uh, not even his clothes were scorched. Apparently he is just a... Uh, and yet his clothes got scorched <laughs> in the fight with the... With the cannibals. Yeah, we've already got some inconsistency going on. How there. did his clothes not get burned here? Yeah. Because it even says at the beginning of the chapter that Percy says he and Tyson's clothes are still all tore up from that. Yeah. Who knows? I'm upset. Uh, but he goes in, punches one of these things in the face uh, with the great battle cry of Bad Cow. Yes. <laughs> Bad Cow! <laughs> Um, and, you know, But he's it, also very much like the, Percy needs help. Yeah. Need to protect <laughs> Percy. You know, like that kind of writing for him, the way that he talks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and apparently craters this bull's face in, uh, you know, doesn't seem like Tyson's mortal at this point. Uh, and Really? He... <laughs> this is the point that you think Tyson might not be mortal? Crazy, right? Uh, and he comes in, turns the battle around, uh, they get the upper hand, they defeat the bulls, which Clarice is really upset about, because she had the whole thing under control, and Percy just ruined this situation. So, yeah. I mean, even he says, when he shout, watched out, when he shouted, watch out, uh-huh. he shouldn't have done that because he startled her. Yeah, yeah, you can't distract somebody in the middle of battle. Uh, so Clarice is upset, not thankful at all, trudges off. Uh, uh, I did share in my notes, I think, uh, 
I, I do. I, I think we might be setting up for a little redemption arc for Clarice. Not that necessarily she was an evil character in book one, but uh, they, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to continue having this rivalry or if they're going to uh, develop some kind of respect for each other at some point. I think they are. Yeah. I for sure think they are. Yeah. But anyway, she stalks off. Uh, Percy's shocked that Tyson didn't die. Uh, Tyson's apparently really sorry that he uh, disobeyed Percy's orders because he's Percy told him to wait. Subordinate to Percy for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, we also like have kind of skipped over the fact that Annabeth has to invite him in or give him permission to come in. And I think that that is... I mean, it answers the questions about how monsters got in before that just any camper can give permission Seems or like summon a, something into the camp or whatever. Seems like a huge security flaw, doesn't it? It really, really does. <laughs> but she just shouts, I, Annabeth, give you, you know, give you permission to come and he can get through the barrier. Yeah. But he couldn't get through the barrier on his own. Yeah. So the barrier isn't broken. It's just weakened yeah. because these bulls are getting through. Yeah. And They're, they are, you know, hesitating at the door slightly. Yeah. Um. We also addressed the fact, and I don't know where it is, but uh, why you mentioned the bulls. Uh, we bring up the fact that they're not necessarily a traditional monster. They're constructs made by Hephaestus. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It's like, why Why are one of the gods' constructs attacking the camp? Yeah. Like, what's going on there? And what is the history of, yeah. like, I mean, because we've had Hephaestus make traps and things like that. Yeah. But what what's the difference? What does it mean? Like, and what are they? And who do they serve? And because yeah, he's got things. kids there. Yeah. Like we 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 meet his uh, offspring in the previous uh, book. Yeah. So I feel like he's not doing this. Maybe. Um. Anyway. Uh. So then Annabeth is just... wait. Do you think it's Luke? Don't know. I mean, he's still he's still out there somewhere. He's still out there, and he's he's still out there, and he's Hephaestus's kid. No, Luke was um, Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Ah, never mind. Thief. I mixed him up. Yeah, he's the lightning thief. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, Annabeth is just like, well, duh, obviously. Like, have you ever actually looked at Tyson? And Percy was just like, what? I wouldn't have expected a person who I was close to to be some sort of mythological being. That'd be crazy, right? Again. <laughs> uh, and then we look at him and we realize, oh, Ermagerd, he's a cyclops. Yep. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Annabeth is also just like, he's probably a baby also. Yeah, Annabeth just talks about him like he's not standing yeah. right there <laughs> or not a person. She does do that again. Yeah. Which uh, apparently they're in almost... Every big city, like yeah, that they're of, uh, orphaned, orphan cyclops, unwanted mistakes. She says all of these words in yeah. front of yeah. Tyson. She, she just says they're mistakes, and yeah. I was just like, "Jeez!" <laughs> and she also says that they're nature spirits. They're they're the product of nature spirits and gods. Well, yes. mostly just one god. Yeah. Wonder who that could be. Wonder. Yeah. Because uh, we don't address that in this chapter, but in, in the mythology, Cyclopses are children of Poseidon. Poseidon. Uh, so, so when the next chapter is titled, <sighs> Percy gets a new cabin mate. 
It's probably his half-brother. Sorry. I get a new cabin mate. Yeah. And I title it quickly. <clears throat> hey, look, he's got a half-brother. Probably. Yeah. We don't know that in this chapter. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure, <laughs> totally. So. Duh. What fun for him. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's not like the entire camp is made up a bunch of half-siblings in every single one of the camp huts. Not like, at all. I mean, nope. except for Percy, previously. Yep. As he was the only, uh... Big three kid. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, we meet a random camper named Jackson. Cool. Uh, we uh... Clarice does care about the people under her command, which is really cool. Yeah, we got to get. That, I think that's that redemptive element for you. I think that's what stands out for you as the. Uh, we do actually give praise to Clarice for being a leader. Yeah. Crazy, right? The tone shifts a little bit, and how she's discussed. Yeah. Uh, so they have to clean up the bronze bulls, which don't disappear when they get killed, which is interesting. Yeah. Again, they're not traditional monsters, so, like, maybe that's why the barrier didn't really work against them, because they're not... Well, I mean, the barrier didn't work against them because it's dying. Yeah. Which we find out at the end of the chapter. Yeah. But before we get there, Jackson is told to get the injured people, uh, to, um... Tantalus. Tantalus. At the big house. Yeah, get them to the big house and to, to get them to Tantalus. And this is when Percy and Annabeth finally realize that Chiron and Argus, who was head of security, yeah. are both not there anymore. Argus got fired. What is that even? How? What? <laughs> like, I'm upset about that. I want to know that story. I mean, that might be for the fallout from the whole Luke thing. Because, you know, that was a massive security breach under his watch, so. That it, was also, that. it was also <laughs> a camper, and apparently all of them still have permission to just <laughs> let things into the camp. Yeah. Uh, bigger news, though. Kyron's gone. Yeah. Where is he at? He's not there as activities director. Yeah. He's been training heroes for centuries. Uh-huh. And Percy's just like, hey, what happened? And Clarice said, that happened. Points at Thalia's tree. Uh, and we do a little recap of what happened with uh, Thalia, daughter of Zeus, getting turned into the tree, protects the camp, etc., etc. Uh, but apparently it's been poisoned. Yep. The pine needles are turning yellow, and there is a big green yeah. gouge in the tree, or Freaking. a hole in the tree. Bullet hole, basically, is how Percy describes it. Climate change, man. <sighs> Taking down our barriers. Uh, but no, somebody actually uh, has poisoned this tree. We don't know who. Might be Luke again. Yeah. Could be anybody else. Could be. Yeah. Also, it seems like a uh, another major security flaw in the camp when your whole camp is protected by this barrier that's set up by this tree and somebody can just go poison it and take it down anytime they want. How was the camp protected <laughs> before the tree? Yeah, because like, that only happened because like, they uh, just, seven years ago. Yeah, they just say that the tree reinforces the boundary. So yeah. there is a boundary. Mm-hmm. Did they have a border patrol before and then Thalia died and they were like, well, we can go ahead and retire that camp activity. Maybe. Like. And one more information, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, so the tree's dying. Uh, somebody's poisoned it. Yep. And that's it. That's it. I mean, that's like our eight-page chapter. We have a fight against bulls. We learn that Argus is fired. Chiron's gone. Clarice camp isn't is safe good, anymore. Yeah. Which some... we knew camp wasn't safe, like, because that was passed on to his mom. Yeah. Percy's mom. Uh, would you like to tell us who Tantalus is in the um, in the lore? 
Um, sure, yeah. So Tantalus is uh, a son of Zeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeus with a with a nymph. Um, so he's got a mortal parent and a god parent, uh-huh. and he is known specifically for having abused Zeus's hospitality when he was invited to Zeus's table in Olympus, and tried to steal Ambrosia. And also for testing the omniscience of the gods by cutting up and sacrificing his own son Hmm. and serving his own son to the gods. Okay. To see if they could, if they knew what they were eating. Um, What a cheery story. So anyway, he got (laughs) sent to Tartarus. Uh Uh-huh. And his punishment... Was to stand in a pool of water under a tree. Yeah. Uh, and the tree fully laden with fruit that was just out of his reach. Yeah. And the water always receding when he went to drink from it. Yeah. And is the origin of the word tantalize. Yeah. And yeah, so he doesn't seem like a great guy to be leading the camp. Uh, no, definitely not as uh, wholesome as Chiron. I'm sure there's some, some stories about Chiron in there too, but... Uh... Yeah, that's an interesting choice for sure. But yeah, the the one of the f- Zeus ordered one of the fates to restore the boy to life again. Uh-huh. And one of the gods had taken a bite uh Demeter who was distraught over the loss of her daughter Persephone. Uh-huh. And so that part of his shoulder was rebuilt uh, by Hephaestus. Okay. Um, and made out of ivory. Okay. And, yeah, he uh, the son was then taken by Poseidon to Mount Olympus to be taught to use chariots. And then was thrown out by Zeus later when Zeus got mad at Tantalus. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, there's... I mean, that's a lot to unpack, but there's precedent there, I guess. Like, I mean, Mr. D was sent to watch over the camp, basically, as a punishment. Yeah. Uh, is is implied, so it could be that Tantalus was also sent here as a punishment, and that's his uh, his sentencing, is to be an activities director. In another story, Tantalus was blamed for indirectly having stolen a, a dog made of gold that was created by Hephaestus. Uh-huh. Um, that was made to watch over Zeus as an infant. Okay. So, that's another thing. Uh, his friend stole the dog and gave it to Tantalus for safekeeping. And so, he ended up in possession of stolen property of the gods. Oops. Mythology is weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, that's a couple of the uh, stories of Tantalus. Yep. All right. Yeah, seems like a great guide to uh, have leading the children. Yeah. Cool. All right. It cool. is interesting that we did have Mr. D, who was very specifically denied wine and and any alcohol and all of the things that he likes. Yeah. And Mr. D was not the activities director. Chiron was. So yeah. Tantalus has replaced Chiron, but we've replaced Chiron yeah. with another person who's been denied things. Yeah. So I find that interesting. 
There you go. I mean, it comes down to the fact that just uh, summer camp is punishment. Yep. It is. <laughs> it is. Any of the adults involved in a summer camp, it is just punishment. <laughs> uh, anyway. Cool. That's the chapter. Is there anything we missed? I mean, it's really straightforward. No, I think that's it. That's, that's kind of all we got. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. To another segment? Yeah. Did you choose a sentence that you liked? Uh, I just like bad cow. That's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bad cow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite sentence that I chose was, um, the mist makes humans see only what their brains can process. Uh-huh. I knew it could fool demigods too, but. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. Percy just, uh, didn't want to see it. Yeah. Shall we move on to our last segment? Sure. Cool. What are we doing this one, Kristen? This one, we each take this as a creative opportunity to rewrite the chapter from a different perspective. So we change the perspective and rewrite the chapter from someone else's eyes. Um, Correct. Yeah. My pen died uh, near the end of mine, (laughs) Uh so I'm going to have to wing the last, like, three sentences, but... Uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I think yours is going to be more coherent than mine, so okay. I'm going to go ahead and go first so that we can end on, like, a, a high note. On a high note. Okay. My name is Jackson, and this summer hasn't even started, and things have been crazy. The tree is dying, and we're trying to defend ourselves. Clarice is a good leader, but we are all still just campers. Argus knew better how to handle this stuff. Fire-breathing bulls at the border? Not today, please. No. No. No luck. This attack is real. And oh my gods. They just went right through the border. Like, this thing's been getting weaker by the day. But how can it be so easily walked through? They barely even stuttered. Clarice is calling for us to form up as the bull charge us again and again. I'm sure we will protect the camp, but it would be nice to have a little more support here. I still can't believe none of our parents are stepping in to to restore the security here. But that's the gods for us. Look, Percy's here to save the day. Clarice, she's gonna be pissed. Time to go help some people. Battle is won. Okay. There you go. I feel like you weren't inspired there. No, I wasn't. I, <laughs> I should have done it from the perspective of the old ladies leaving in the taxi, because that was, that's the real, like, actual story that I want to hear, but. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. They're, they're still out there somewhere. Yeah. They're out there somewhere. Uh, so mine is just kind of blatant plagiarism. Um, I'm just going to throw that one out there. Uh, I read it from the perspective of Clarice. And this is a thing that I wrote for three people who will listen to this and appreciate it, who are fans of both Percy Jackson and uh, the Watchmen graphic novel slash movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just rewrote uh, Rorschach's opening monologue uh, in, in from Kalisha's <laughs> perspective. So. <sighs> Do it. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a voice for this. I don't know if I can do it or not. Dryad dead at forest edge this morning. Puncture wound through stomach. This camp is afraid. 
I've seen its true face. This hill is a trash heap overflowing with the refuse of a war we're losing, and when it finally collapses, Camp Half-Blood will drown. The accumulated filth of all their complacency and will foam up around their waists, and all the orphans and satyrs will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll look down and whisper, I tried. They had a choice, all of them. They could have followed in the steps of good men. Men like my father, decent men who believed in a day's hard-fought battle for a day's peace. Instead, they followed the droppings of lechers and pacifists and didn't realize that the trail led over a precipice until it was too late. Don't tell me they didn't have a choice. Now the whole world stands on the brink, staring down into bloody Hades. All those hedonists and intellectuals and impertinent children. And all of a sudden, nobody can think of anything to say. Nice inclusion of the impertinent children. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. I, I phoned that one in, but... I enjoyed it more than my phone did one. Cool. Um, anyway... Yeah. yeah, that's for all two of you who will uh, enjoy that out there. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. That was a chapter. Sorry, it's a short episode. Short chapter. Hopefully next one's more exciting. Yeah. I mean, we're still at 40 minutes of court time right now, so we're fine. Cool. Uh, any, any final thoughts or things we want to share? No, just my complaint that Percy Percy's water powers seem like really... Uh, selectively valuable. <laughs> they do. Um, I, also, why is uh, Annabeth just carrying around a canteen of nectar? Like, it's something that they're very specifically, like, you can't have very much of it, or it can make you, like, sick or something. Like, she's, she's always prepared. She was yeah. ready. Except that she didn't have her SPF 50,000 <laughs> sunscreen. Yeah. Except for that. Uh, all right, Kristen, do you want to take us out? Sure. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed a chapter four of The Sea of Monsters. Join us next time when we discuss chapter five titled, I Get a New Cabin Mate. wonder who that is. I wonder <laughs> who that could possibly be. Yeah. Until next time, you can follow us on uh, social media uh, at Chronically Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us your fan art of a fire-breathing bronze bull at chronicallypodcast at gmail.com. You can also support us on patreon.com slash chronicallypodcast, where you get absolutely nothing in return except for, you know, the knowledge that you helped us. And until next time. Always bring your fire-proof friend with you to a battle against fire-breathing monsters. Uh, <clears throat> and don't put up with any bull. Look your friends in the <laughs> eye every once in a while. In the eye. Yep. Peace. Bye. Hello. 
Most excellent. You want to try more than just a single syllable or two? I am trying to find the first page of this chapter. It's a very short chapter. In my book, it's page 37. In my book, it's page 38. Well. I'm a page ahead of you. Close enough. Are you going to keep flipping pages through the entirety of me talking, or... Go ahead. Do you want a bookmark? I'm good. (laughs) I'm waiting for you to take the noisemaker away. That's what I'm waiting for. (laughs) Percy is here, too. Look, Percy's here to save the day. Uh, Would you like to tell us who Tantalus is in in the lore? Did you do research? No. Oh, me neither. Let okay. me let me take a minute. <laughs> Clarice, she's she's gonna be pissed. Bad cow! There was an ant on the desk just now. That's the first one I've seen. Huh. So beware. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed chapter three of... Thank you so much for joining us today as we discussed chapter four of The Sea of Monsters. Follow us on social media at Chronically Podcast. Just blanked out there, didn't you?